0: Midweek Media Watch now with Hayden Dinau. Kia ora, Hayden. Kia ora, Brian. Now, you want to talk about um, abuse, epidemiologist abuse. abuse. Yeah, it's been a fractious couple of years, of course,
1: uh, for our pundits, but lately they've found something to unite around, of course, to unite around. Of course, that's not uh, COVID-19, which they're actually in favour of accommodating to a much greater extent, but... Uh, they have united to uh, take on our epidemiologists, who keep warning us about the grave dangers posed by COVID nineteen. And we've seen a range of anti-epidemiological views surfacing in the media over the last week or so. Just actually quite a few of them. There was uh, over at Stuff political editor Luke Melpass said it's time to start looking beyond the epidemiological echo chamber. That was actually pretty tame by the standards of this week. Over at News Talk. We had Kate Hawkesby stepping it up a notch with this on air monologue.
0: Normality is calling. Not for the people still steeped in fear and freaking out like Rod Jackson and Susie Wiles. Unfortunately, in going hard and early on the fear mongering and in pursuing this strategy for so long, there's still a large chunk of New Zealanders trapped inside the fear and unable to get out. These are the same people craving another level four lockdown. The epidemiologists, given so much airtime and limelight throughout this pandemic, risk becoming increasingly obsolete and irrelevant.
1: Now, that's pretty strong. Strong even compared to Luke Malpass. But still, nothing compared to what Bill Ralston wrote in his regular column, originally published by The Listener, then republished, I guess because of its quality, uh, by The Herald. And that column called for harsher penalties on the vaccine-resistant, okay, whatever. But uh, the, the epidemiologists and other experts also caught a very substantial stray bullet when he said... We need to, quote, lock up the epidemiologists, microbiologists, and COVID modellers who continually sound like prophets of doom. What, lock and them up with thing, the
0: anti-vaxxers?
1: I guess so. I think the anti-vaxxers are actually getting off a little bit easier. They just
0: get a fine, but the epidemiologists might, get locked up.
1: Yeah, for, their, for apparently the sin of creating a climate of fear and depression.
0: <sighs> <laughs> so anyway... You got more, You got another News Talk ZB example, haven't you, to share with us?
1: Uh, I, I mean, no. I mean, this uh, this uh, this does touch on the News Talk ZB. Uh, the, well, Kate Hawkesby is obviously News Talk ZB, but it's coming from across the spectrum, and I, I, I can kind of see why these political pundits don't exactly love our current insistence on asking experts for their advice. I mean, if we do. Start insisting on only listening to people who know what they're talking about, it does present kind of an existential risk to their field. But the the general theme is that the supposed negativity shown by the Michael Bakers and the Sean Hendys of the world kind of fails to jive with our progress to a glorious post-vaccine summer. Uh, but as it Turns out fear and depression may be kind of a completely rational response to a disease which has killed 5 million people and overrun health systems around the world. And, I mean, it certainly seems so, given our current situation in Auckland, right, Brian? I don't know if you've kept kept across the news, but uh, we had a record COVID, uh, 94 COVID-19 cases yesterday.
0: Oh, yep, I noticed that.
1: Those are the sorts of numbers that these uh, prophets of doom apparently have been warning about. And that's not because they love fear and depression, but it's because I've looked at the course the virus has taken around the world and decided to raise the alarm. And just as a matter of fact, one of those opening up advocates, Kate Hawksby, actually got a reality check from her UK correspondent, Gavin Gray, today. Now, he's in the glorious uh, post-vaccine UK where they're... Freedom has uh, come in conjunction with a rapid surge in COVID-19 case numbers. I think they're at 45,000 a day and hundreds of deaths. So not only that, the freedoms come at a bit of a biological cost. So this is what Gavin Gray had to say about that. And here's the bad news, I'm afraid, Kate. There is a sub-variant of the Delta strain called the AY42. I'm afraid it's not a catchy name, but it's one we're all going to have to get used to. It is much more infectious, they believe, than the ordinary Delta variant, and it is believed that one in ten of the infections in this country is down to the Ay four two sub variant. I'm afraid it's not a good picture here in the UK.
0: Oh, that's so depressing. Here we are, still dealing with Delta in our neck of the woods. Yeah, this right.
1: is Kate Hawksley talking mm. to Gavin Gray about uh, the future and a, a, a picture from the future from a currently country currently experiencing the. The, the anti lockdown freedoms we've all been calling for, and it certainly sounds like maybe uh, some of that warning, those sounds of warning from our epidemi- epidemiologists, may have something to them.
0: Are there any epidemiologists um, fighting back?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, they are sounding a bit exaggerated, uh, exasperated. Sean Hendy, one of the prime victims of this abuse. He, he's actually suffered a couple of things. Fran O'Sullivan, the Herald's business editor, actually t- accidentally tweeted out what was meant to be a private message to the COVID modeler, Rodney Jones, last month, where she thanked him for his well-timed article and called out the government for relying on bogus modelers like Hendy. And now he's got this latest uh, uh, attack from uh, Bill Ralston, and it looks like he's now had enough and his saying that maybe instead of calling for him to be locked up, the Herald could just stop calling him several times a day to ask whether the world is okay. And he got back up from his boss at Te Poonaha Matatini Kate Hanna, who pointed out the Herald's own journalists had written about the threats issued to some epidemiologists and other experts through the COVID crisis. Apparently, that was in a disapproving way. So she said columns like this one and others across the media at the moment have kind of normalized that animosity, and I guess added to it.
0: Do you think the pundits have any point in this discussion? Any points at all?
1: Um. Do you, the pundits do? The, 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 I think the prime allegation here is that it's kind of a Greek chorus, or it's all one note, or it's all fear and depression. But I mean, as I said, this is a pretty rational response to something that's killed five million people. But I think maybe the one note nature of it is just because we we have tried to platform other people. You know, there's been Simon Thornley's. We've Myriad business leaders, the, the the founder of Zuru, the founder of TradeMe, we've tried them all, but I mean consensus from the experts in any other field is seen as a positive thing. If 99% of cancer experts say that you should take a chemo drug, then you're more likely to trust it than if they're all saying a different thing. Yeah here they saying, are saying, oh, it's a negative thing. Well, maybe actually being negative, negative about COVID-19 is really the only intellectually respectable position to take when you actually are an expert on the topic, and now, the others what, are showing magical thinking.
0: One of the pairs that, from, for your evidence today, that uh, it's it's still um, full steam ahead at Newstalk ZB with their current policy. What's happening with media works across the road?
1: Yeah, kind of bad news uh, for some of the people uh I'll, I'll, just to recap the situation first i mean mediaworks split up with uh, uh actually sold its tv arm um, to the us company discovery uh in last year and since then discovery has been uh giving it so well devoting some of its journalists to providing radio news for mediaworks and uh it's just been announced by mediaworks that it's setting up its own in-house service it's going to do its own journalism in-house And it is, as a result, Discovery is cutting the radio reporters that were providing news to MediaWorks. And, of course, that sort of is really uh, kind of makes sense on a basic level. I mean, uh, Discovery has no longer got a radio arm. It doesn't need to produce radio news for anyone else. So, of course, maybe those jobs are redundant, but it's obviously extremely tough for the roughly 10 reporters involved. Uh, Hopefully they will be able to find new work at MediaWorks because uh, its director of news and talk, Dallas Gurney, said that the company would be creating between 15 and 20 roles to run that new in-house news service. And that's the stations like The Edge and MyFM and Magic Talk and all those sorts of ones that MediaWorks currently runs.
0: Okay, less than 90 seconds. Um, Was this something that you expected, Hayden? Uh,
1: I mean, of course it was expected because these companies have – they 're separate, they want to do their own things now and but I wonder whether the reporters are probably a little bit blindsided it 's come just a year after the sale to discovery. Maybe it didn 't come with a lot of consultation. Thankfully, for everyone, I think that the news business in New Zealand is actually in a reasonably good state right now, especially compared to what we thought it would be in April 2020 and we had this 55 million dollar journalism fund from the government and companies like NZME actually posting really good profits so there's a really good chance that these, these journalists will land on their feet.
0: And the AM show still going right?
1: Yeah AM show is still going but it was being simulcast on Magic Talk you know uh, uh, and News Hub, obviously, that's no longer going to be the case. They're not going to have it on the radio. So it's going to be a TV-only offering. You've already got all those original hosts of Duncan Garner and Mark Richardson and Amanda Gillies. They're all gone or going. And uh, so it's just going to be Ryan Bridge next year. And I guess the format will be changing quite a lot for the AM show fans out there. You've probably got changes on your horizon.